Well, this morning, as I was praying this week about honoring the military today and just thinking about uh, the whole Christmas season, uh, I began to realize, you know, the message that we need to preach today more than anything is how to overcome anxiety, how to overcome worry, how to overcome anxiousness. Have you ever wondered why December becomes the most uh, anxiety-filled month of the year? Have you ever wondered why if your car is going to break down, it always waits to December to break down? When your tires run out, as mine did this week, it always waits to right before you got to buy Christmas presents. You know, the water heater breaks down. It happens in December. I don't know why everything breaks in December. But for some reason, December becomes the one month a year where we have more anxiety, we have more worry, we have more fear. We struggle and deal with more things in the month of December, to me, it seems, than any other month of the year. And so what I want to talk about today is how to overcome anxiety in your life, how to overcome the, the, the worrying, you know, because I mean, we're a worrying culture. We love to worry, and we need to learn how to overcome worry. So I I just want a few minutes this morning to talk about that. Let me ask you quickly. How many of you today are living at a level of faith where you are no longer anxious about life? Nothing gets you anxious. You don't worry about anything. You don't have any anxiety in your life. You're not worried about what you're going to eat. You're not worried about what you're going to wear. You're not worried about how you're going to pay the bills next month. I mean, be honest. We're not talking about level of faith to raise the dead or cast out demons or heal the sick or walk on the water. We're talking about simply a level of faith where you're not worried about life. You're not worried about food. You're not worried about clothing. You're not worried about how to pay the bills. You're not worried about your job next year. Be honest. How many of you would say, I'm not anxious about anything anymore? I've gotten to a level of faith where I have no anxiety. Just one or two of you. That's what I thought. And you know what? My hand's down too because I still struggle with anxiety at times. You know, it's easy to worry. It's easy to get afraid. Look at Matthew chapter 6 with me. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 25. We're going to read through verse 34. Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about life. Don't worry. Don't do it. This is Jesus talking to you. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not a more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, for they neither grow or how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all of these things, the Gentiles seek for the heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Now. What's he talking about right here? Worrying. He's talking about your mind. He's talking about worrying. And then we go into the famous verse, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. 
Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How many know you got enough to deal with today that you don't need to worry about tomorrow? Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. What you got to realize this morning is that anxiety, anxious thoughts are not going to produce anything. I mean, if anxious thoughts were going to produce anything, then we ought to get together and have worry meetings instead of prayer meetings. I understand what I'm talking about. If worrying could get you the miracle you need for your life, let's get together Wednesday night and have a worry meeting. We'll all get together at the church and we'll worry together for an hour about our life. I mean, worrying doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't help you. But for some people, their life slogan is why pray when you can worry. That's the slogan of many people. I'm sure there's many people in the church this morning who have that life philosophy. Why should I pray when I can worry? Why should I pray when I have this wonderful thing called worry that'll give me a heart attack, it'll give me ulcers, it'll put me in the grave early? Look look at somebody and say, why are you still worrying? Jesus said, don't worry. Well, let's talk about three ways to overcoming anxiety, three steps, three things you can do in your life to overcome worry and to overcome anxiety. Verse 34 gives us the greatest illustration, and that's what I call grace for today. Grace for today. Take it one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't pull, pull in the problems of yesterday. You only have grace for today. Verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. What does that mean? That means God is only giving you grace for today. Period. End of question. But you know what the problem of most believers is? The problem for most of us today is you're carrying around the problems of yesterday, the past. You're worrying about the problems of tomorrow, the future, and you're trying to get through today. That is three days of problems, and God's only given you one day of grace. You will never win if you're fighting three days of problems with one day of grace. Those three days will kill you every single time. You can't beat it. You can't do it. All you have grace for is today. God is not giving you grace for tomorrow. He's giving you grace for today. God says, I will give you what you need to get through today, but I'm not going to give you what you need to get through tomorrow. I'm only going to give you what you need to get through today. So how is worrying about tomorrow going to help you? See, in all sectors of life, I see more people today in America worrying than ever before. Worrying about this, worrying about that, worrying, you know, kids in high schools, worrying about that boy or that girl or people worrying about their job or people. There's so much worrying going on. And the reality is you will never win with worry because you only have grace to get through today. God said, I'm giving you grace for December 12th, but I'm not giving you grace for December 13th. I'm not giving you grace for December 14th. I'm not giving you grace for January 23, 2011. You only have grace for December 12th, period. When you get to December 13th, I'll give you grace for them, but I'm not going to give you grace for December 13th on December 12th. I'm only going to give you grace for December 12th on December 12th. And I'm only going to give you grace for December 13th on December 13th. 
How many understand what I'm saying? There's so many of us that we pile up problems day after day after day when we only have one day of grace, and it wipes us out every time. It gets us discouraged. It gets us depressed. We start having anxiety attacks. We start worrying. We get depressed. We can't get out of bed. Why? Because we're trying to get through tomorrow today. And you can't get through tomorrow today. You've got enough to deal with today. So forget about tomorrow. Forget about the anxiety. Forget about the worry. God will take care of tomorrow. And then the other problem is so many of you are pulling back yesterday. You're walking around with all the baggage of the past, all the problems of the past, what you went through as a child, whether it was abuse or whether it's mistakes you made, you haven't let go of it, and you're walking around with all this garbage from the past, and you have too many problems than you have grace for. Because God is saying, just take care of today. Look at Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind Forgetting those things, forget yesterday. You can't deal with yesterday anymore. It's gone. All you can worry about is today. All you need to deal with is today. You have grace to get through today. So stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop trying to deal with yesterday. Forget it. Let it go. Let it die and just get through today. Wake up. You know, it's, it's the old song, one day at a time. Just take it one day day at a time. If you will just wake up and try to get through today, you'll be fine. God will take care of tomorrow. God is already in your tomorrow. God already has grace for tomorrow, but he's not giving it to you today. I know this is simple, but I see so many people carrying so many days of problems when they only have given grace for one day. Take one day at a time. Number two, think good things. Think good things things. Think good thoughts. Control your mind. I mean, understand you can only think about one thing. You can't think two things at once. You can only think one thing at once. Your mind only has the power to focus on one thing at a time. So if you're focused on worry, you can't be focused on good things. So if you want to get out of worry, then you've got to focus your mind on good things. Paul says in Philippians 4 and verse 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on these things. See, if you're dealing with worry, it's because you're not meditating on praiseworthy things. If you're worrying, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're trying to figure out how you're going to get through next year in 2011, then you're not obeying Philippians 4 and verse 8. It says, meditate on the things which are noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. If you were thinking about those things, you wouldn't be worrying. Because you can only think about one thing at once. Your mind can't be two places at once. It's one thing at once. There's an old saying that says, where the attention goes, the power flows. Where your attention goes, the power flows. You can feed things with your attention. You can allow something to become bigger than it really is by paying attention to it. Or you can let something die by ignoring it. In other words, if you keep thinking about that problem, the problem is going to get worse. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you keep thinking about that problem, that problem will get worse in your life. 
Look at Luke's version of uh, Matthew chapter 6. Luke 12, verse 22 and 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about the body. Don't worry about what you'll put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Notice how Luke uses the bird raven. Luke's not talking about eagles. He's not talking about doves. He's talking about a raven. A raven is a scavenger bird. It is a dirty bird. It is unclean, according to the, to the Jews of that time period. They wanted nothing to do with ravens. And Luke is saying the raven, God takes care of the raven. God provides for the raven. If God will take care of the scavenger, the filthiest of all birds, if God will take care of the unclean, how much more will God take care of you? I mean, Job 38 and 41 says, Who provides food for the raven when its young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food? It's God that provides food. See, you cannot hear what God is saying when your mind is focused on all kinds of negative thinking. Jesus is saying, be still and know that I am God. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew said. See, that that right there is the key. When your mind is worrying and, and Jesus is saying, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Then he gives you the truth on how to overcome worry. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not seek first, then then seek this next and seek that next and, and, and go seek the government welfare check and go seek, uh, you know, go, go seek uh, 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 your aunt's help and go seek this. No, seek first and seek only God and God will provide what you need. Now, God may provide it through friends. God may provide it through family. God may provide it through the government, but the government is not your source God is your source, and you seek God on every matter in your life, especially on your thoughts. This is the biggest area we've got to learn to seek God. That's why Philippians 4 and verse 8 is so important. You've got to learn how to meditate your thinking on God. You've got to learn how to meditate your thought process on thinking good thoughts and loving God and honoring God and whatever is praiseworthy and whatever is right. Because how many know we all have enough problems and we all have enough worry to put us in a grave right now? And if you allow your attention to focus on all of that worry and you allow that attention to focus on all those problems, you're never going to overcome. So number one, number one, you've got to think good or yet to understand you have grace for today. Number two, you've got to think good thoughts. And number three, this is to me one of the most powerful keys of how to overcome it physically. This is the practical tool of the message today. You've got to make a grateful list. Get a piece of paper and a pen and make a grateful list. Write down everything you have to be grateful to God for. And I guarantee if you'll do that simple exercise, just get a piece of paper and a pen and start listing everything you have to be grateful for. Those worries will begin to fade in comparison to how God provides and how God takes care of you. Look at Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
He's saying, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't be anxious for anything, nothing at all. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, there's that grateful list. What do you have to be thankful for? What thanksgiving areas do you have in your life? Because if you'll go to God with thanksgiving, it says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and guard your minds through Christ Jesus. See, if you will go to God, he will guard your heart and guard your mind. See, anxiety is the direct product of what your mind is dwelling on. What is your mind dwelling on? Where is your attention? What are you worried about? That's what creates anxiety in your life. If you will dwell on God and dwell on thanksgiving and dwell on gratefulness and dwell on whatever is lovely and pure and right and holy, you don't leave room in your life for worry or anxiety. See, let, let, me, let me explain something about anxiety. I have never met anyone who was anxious about money or about food or about clothes that didn't actually have money or food or clothes. What they were really anxious about was running out tomorrow or running out next year. But most people that are dealing with anxiety, they have money today. They have clothes today. They have food today. What they're really anxious about is tomorrow. They're worried about what happens if I run out tomorrow. What happens if I don't have what I need tomorrow? God's taking care of today, but what happens about tomorrow? And we spend our life in anxiety, not necessarily about today, but about tomorrow. That's exactly why Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Just use the grace God has given you to get through today and don't worry about tomorrow. Sometimes God uses the needs in our life. How many know when God wanted to speak to his children, there were times in the Old Testament where we, he would withhold the rain to speak to people. Because how many times there are seasons in life where we go through struggles, where we go through needs, we go through trials. Why? To develop our faith, to deepen our faith. Has God ever not provided? No, he's always provided. Now, he may not always provide your wants. See, the reality is there's times I want a new car, but I don't necessarily need a new car. There are times I want a new pair of shoes, but I don't necessarily need a new pair of shoes. How many know if you will trust God, God will take care of your needs. God will never leave you without. You will always have food. You will always have clothes. You will always have a roof over your head if you just trust God. God, you may not have all of your wants fulfilled every day, but God will take care of your needs. And if you will just get through the day faithfully, God will get you back to a point where he wants you, where you can live a blessed life. You can live in those things. But the reality is you can live a blessed life with nothing. How many know I'm understanding? Some of the happiest people I've ever met are people in third world countries who have nothing. So much happier than us Americans sometimes. They've got absolutely nothing. They're living in mud huts and on mud floors, and not always do they have the food to eat, yet they're happy and they're joyful. Make a grateful list. This week, let me just be a little transparent with you. My wife and I went through some stuff this week and dealing with, with 
various issues in our life. And then on Friday hit with some financial needs that we didn't expect at all. And I started to worry. I started, how in the world am I going to get out? How in the world is God going to provide? You know, we, we've made sacrifice after sacrifice to be where we're at. There's no way we can take care of this. There's no way. And, I, and to be honest, church, for about two hours Friday afternoon, I got really depressed. I, got, I had anxiety, I had worry, I was depressed. I started wondering, you know, what's going to happen? How am I, what's going to, you know, next year? And it wasn't about today because Friday I had everything I needed on Friday. I wasn't worried about Friday. I was worried about 2011. You know, because God gave me everything I needed to get through last Friday. On Friday, what I was worried about is what was going to happen in 2011 with some different needs and challenges we were facing. And I got really, I started having anxiety. I started getting anxious. I started worrying. And then all of a sudden, I sat back and I realized this isn't working for me. Number one, God's only given me grace for Friday. That's it. I don't have grace for 2011 right now. All I have grace for is to get through Friday. Number two, I got to get control of my thoughts because this worrying is going to kill me. So what I did is, number three, I got out a piece of paper and a pen, and I began to write me down a grateful list. I began to list everything I have to be grateful to God for so that I could begin to overcome the worrying I was experiencing. So I wrote, number one, I've got plenty of food to eat. i got more than enough food to eat, as you can tell. Way too much food to eat. I may not be going to nice restaurants every night, but I've got plenty of food to eat. Number two, I've got a beautiful wife that loves me. You know, I've got a wife that adores me, a wife that loves me. Number three, I've got a healthy and a happy son. Now, he's got a lot of energy. Sometimes I can't get him to bed before midnight because he just keeps going and going and going. And don't, ever, don't even give him a 15-minute nap during the day or he's going to be up to 1 or 2 in the morning. You can ask Dan. He's, you know, Dan's been staying with us, and, and he's all over Dan, middle of the night just because he so much energy, but he's healthy and he's happy, and I've got a lot to be grateful for. Number four, I wrote down my pillow. Do you realize the pillow that you sleep with at night is a luxury that most people in the world don't have? A lot of people in the world are sleeping on mud floors, in huts, on streets, in poverty, and the pillow I get to go to bed with every night is an absolute luxury I have to be grateful for. You know, last week when it was raining, I didn't get wet at night. Why? Because I got a roof over my head. I didn't have rain leaking into a little hut, a little, you know, you know, somewhere on the street getting cold and wet because of where I slept at night. And I realized I've got a lot to be grateful for. God has blessed me. I got a car to drive. It may not be the car that I want, but it's a car and it runs and it's got four wheels and it takes care of everything I need. I got clothes to wear. You know, they may not always be the name brands, and there, there are days I may have to shop at Target, and I don't want to shop at Target, but you know what? I like Target clothes. I've learned to like Target clothes. You know, I, someone last year gave me a season pass for my family to Disneyland. That's something to be grateful about. I can go to Disney. You know, people all over the world never get to go to Disneyland. I go to Disneyland whenever I want to go to Disneyland. You know, I realize I, got, I get a pastor of the greatest church in all the world here at Coastline. I've got one of the greatest leadership teams and elder boards 
anywhere in the world. I have so much to be grateful about. I began to think, you know what? What am I worried about? Why am I anxious? God has blessed me so much. God is taking care of me so much. When I look at what other people in the world are struggling with and dealing with and and going through, and then I look at my life, I am one of the most blessed people. I'm in probably the top 1% of all human beings on on planet Earth uh, for being blessed. Just blessed. And, you know, when you write down a gratefulness, when you get a piece of paper out, when you're dealing with anxiety, when you're dealing with worry, when you're trying to figure out how to get through next year, you just get that piece of paper out and you just start writing down everything you have to be grateful with. It'll change your life. It'll change your your thought process. It'll change your heart. It'll change that anxiety. It'll change that worry because you'll begin to realize that everything you'll ever need, you have. God's blessed you. God's provided for you. But one of the most important keys this morning is don't worry about tomorrow. Guess what? God will be there. God will be there. You have everything you need to get through Sunday, December 12, 2010. Just get through today. You know, make it to bedtime. If you can make it to bedtime tonight, you can make it. You understand what I'm saying? Just get through tonight. Don't worry about tomorrow morning what's going to happen at work. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to have your job in 2011. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to have to, to, to you know, downsize your company in 2000. All you need to do is make it to bedtime. Just make it to bedtime tonight. That's all the grace you have. God has given you grace to make it to your pillow tonight. God hasn't given you grace to worry about next year. God has given you grace to make it to your pillow. Guess what? When it gets to be April 13th, 2011, guess what God's going to do for you? He's going to give you grace for April 13th, 2011, but he's not giving it to you today. He's not giving it to you today. Don't fight more problems than you have grace for. You only have grace to get through today, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about next week. Don't worry about next year. If there's too many problems, you only have one day of grace. Get through today. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, God, that, Lord, you've given us the ability to overcome anxiety in our life through gratefulness, through thankfulness, God, through the grace to get through each day as it comes, Lord. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about next week. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen next year, Lord. All I got to do is use the grace you've given me to get through December 12, 2010, to make it to my pillow tonight. If I have grace to get to my pillow tonight, that's all the grace I need because when I wake up tomorrow, God, you're going to meet me first thing in the morning with an amount of grace to get through tomorrow. So, Lord, let me just get through the rest of today with the grace you've given me. Let me not worry about tomorrow, what's going to happen, how I'm going to take care of things, God. It's, it's not about me anyways. It's about you. So let me just seek first your kingdom. Put your kingdom first. Make you my source. Make you my provider, God, so that I can get through today the way you've called me to get through today, Lord. Because tomorrow you'll meet me. Tuesday, you'll meet me with grace for Tuesday. Wednesday, you'll meet me with grace for Wednesday. Thursday, you'll give me the grace for Thursday. Friday, you'll give me the grace for Friday. But right now, God, you've only given me grace for today. So let me be faithful to today. If you're visiting us this morning, and this may be your first time in church, 
You've heard me talk about a Christian life where God is the source. If you'd like to be a Christian today, you'd like to make a decision for Jesus Christ, I'd like a chance to pray with you after service. If you'll come and find me, I love the book of Acts. When they preached the gospel, they said, what must we do to be saved? If that's you this morning and you want to know what it takes to be a Christian, come and find me after service and I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll pray with you. I'll share what it means to be a Christian this morning or talk to one of our leaders or if you came with a friend, ask them, what does it take to be a Christian? They'll share it with you. Church, would you stand as we close and retire the flag and then you will be dismissed after we retire the flag.